Well, hello, geeks, and welcome to the first Freaking Geeks mini-episode. I'm your host, Michael, and Sarah is not with me today. And the reason she's not with me is because I'm reviewing Glitch. Now, if you don't know what Glitch is, it is a, a show that premiered in Australia, I believe, last year. Netflix picked up the show, and they are producing, I believe, in tandem with the company that created the the first season, they're creating uh, season two, and it will air on Netflix. So Sarah hasn't watched this, right? And uh, I think when I first announced doing these uh, mini episodes as a way of just getting more content out there for you to listen to, I said that sometimes we're going to pair up together, like we usually do with all of our podcasts, and we would sit and chat, and it would just be a short 15, 20-minute episode. Uh, but there was going to be times where that just wasn't possible. So it's not fair for either of us to say, hey, I'm watching this show. Uh, I want to do a, a review for it. So I'm going to make you sit down and watch 10 more hours of TV that you may or may not have time for based on what we're doing with all of our other podcasts. All, you know, We have uh, Friday Night Mics. We have uh, the regular Freaking Geeks podcast. We have American Gods uh, So and Stranger Things. So it, it's a little hard to just say, hey, here's more stuff on your plate, right? So that's why we're doing these mini episodes, okay? So uh, we'll try to pair up when we can. We'll try to find things that we can both talk about and just do a short review. But we're also going to be doing, you know, some of our own uh, solo reviews uh, just so we can get more stuff out to you. All right, so what is Glitch? All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give uh, a short uh, description of the show, a uh, non-spoiler review, and then I'm going to let you know when I'm going to get into spoilers, right? So if you haven't seen the show and you might be interested, you can listen to the non-spoiler review, and then if you don't care or you've already seen Glitch and you just want to hear what somebody has to say about it, uh, you can then listen to the spoiler portion of the episode. So Glitch is uh, about... A small town in Australia called Urana. And a police constable is called out to a cemetery uh, because apparently there's a disturbance out there. Somebody saw something going on. They made a phone call. So he's out there to check and see what's happening. Only to discover there is six naked people just wandering around, right? And he thinks maybe they're on drugs or they're drunk or something. Uh, maybe there's a cult involved. And in, so he calls in, gets some extra help from a local doctor that he works with. She comes out, and the two of them essentially round up these people, right? They take them back uh, to the facility, and that's when they begin to realize that something's going on here, something isn't right. And eventually they realize that these people are. You know, they were dead. They are now being brought, being brought back to life. And uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that somebody uh, ends up spotting someone that they know very early on in the episode. I think it's in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Someone that they, they knew to be dead and they are now back. Now, the only thing I'm going to say uh, is that not everybody that is dead or was dead uh, were people that were killed in the last few years. I mean, there's someone that was, you know, been dead for over 150 years, someone that's been dead for a few years, another person that's been dead for, you know, 20 years, things like that. So there's this wide range, right? So it's not like there's a, uh, 
there's not like a, there's a pattern in terms of how long these people have been dead, which can give you a clue as to you know who and why these people are being resurrected. So mostly what this show is about is people coming back to life and having to deal with being back, right? So if you were, you've been dead for 20 years, how are you going to view today, right? What's it going to be like? You know, technology is far different. Uh, the family that you have are now older. They have and are still grieving your death. Uh, what if you've been dead for 100 years? I mean, now we're talking technology has really changed and people that you've loved are far gone. Uh, some people that are back view this as a miracle. Some people don't view it as a miracle at all. Um, you know, there's a prism of, of a religious view and there's a prism of uh, just the opposite direction. Some people are very happy to be back and other people feel like it may be a curse. Now, these are all common things. Okay, when it comes to shows like this. And now there's been other shows in the last probably four, three, four years that have come out uh, that have been about this very same concept where people have been dead and they are now back. And what happens now? Right? That's the, that's the big drama. What happens after these people come back? How does life go back to normal? Right? Some people, some families are going to see it and think, wow, this is fantastic. This is amazing. Um, this person that I've loved is, is now back. Other people might see it as the devil's work or something. You know, it, it's just, um, it's an interesting concept, but it has been done before. But I'll, I'll get uh, more to that here uh, shortly. Um, when it comes to this show, broadly, I'm going to say the pros of this show are that it looks great. It's, uh, you can tell real money has been spent on this show. Uh, the acting is really, really good here. Uh, the first episode, actually, the first two episodes are really, really good. I mean, top-notch stuff, right? I mean, this would be good if this quality was good constantly throughout the entire uh, six episodes. I would say that it is a show, like a must-watch, Okay. Uh, but things do take a bit of a turn. It's that level of quality isn't always there. Um, so there are some plot issues and some pacing issues. Uh, overall, it's not a bad show to watch. And being only six episodes, therefore only six hours, roughly six hours, it's not a big investment, right? So there are some good actors in this show. There's some when the writing is on, it's really on, it's good. Uh, when it's off, it's off, right? For the non-spoilery review, I'm going to give this, and I guess it's just my general grade, so for the spoiler review, it's, it's really the same. Uh, it's going to be a B-, minus. okay? Uh, some good things about it. There are some real issues with it as well, and I'm going to get into those uh, more deeply here. I, I can't really address them in the non-spoiler portion of the, of the episode because I just can't. <laughs> it's without really beating around the bush, and uh, nobody likes to hear that. So uh, that's my that's my grade here for the show. But I'm going to get into the spoiler portion. So if you haven't watched it yet and you want to watch it, uh, you don't want to be spoiled this would be the time to shut off the podcast, go watch the show, and then come back and listen to the other half uh, and kind of 
get the lowdown as to what is really good and bad about this show. So here's the cutoff point, and I'm going to go into the spoilers now. Okay, so the show has a lot of, of characters. I mean, for six episodes, there, there isn't enough time to really get to everything. Only six hours for a show like this and what it's trying to do, it's not enough time. Okay, so let me first dive a little bit into these characters, and then I'm going to come wheel back around to, to the six hours only uh, gripe that I have. Uh, the, the people that come back, like I said, there's a wide range of people, right? So you have uh, Patty Fitzgerald, right? So he is uh, the first mayor of Yorana. You have, uh, played by uh, uh, Ned Den- Dennehy. You have uh, Kirsty, a teen girl. You have Carlo, who's an Italian, uh, John Doe, uh, Charlie. Um, and so you have all these people. And that's interesting with them coming back. Is it's an interesting mix of people. And I like that. Right. But while the show looks great, while it has a diverse set of characters, um, in, in the first couple episodes are really good and the acting's great and all those those are the pro those are the pros of this show. All right. Well that's fantastic. One of the biggest grapes that I have is that after two episodes it really just starts taking a pretty deep dive. Uh right down to I don't want to say shit, right? I mean it's still not bad. Right. I mean, look, if you've watched the show, then this isn't a big surprise. If you haven't watched the show and you're listening to this episode anyway, uh, then I, I guess you don't care about being spoiled, which is fine. Um, but the problem is the coincidences are just a little too hard to believe in this in this show. It's six episodes they really just say, all right, look, we need to pair these two characters up, so we're just going to make it happen. And that's lazy writing. It's really lazy writing. So I'll give you an example. So Paddy Fitzgerald, he's the first mayor of Urana. He has been dead for over 100 years, like 150 years, I think, I believe. Uh, I might be wrong there. But he's been dead for a very, very long time, right? So he ends up being uh, the great-great-grandfather of this kid who was in the cemetery. He's the one that witnessed everybody kind of coming up out of the ground, and he's the one that called this in, and it's why James, the main character, shows up. And his character ends up being the great-great-grandson of Patty Fitzgerald. Now, what is the likelihood that these two characters are going to meet up like this? Is he like he has almost no interaction, none. He has actually, yeah, he has like no interaction whatsoever with any of the other people. But he hooks up with Patty, and it just turns out, right? I know this is a small town, but it just turns out that these two are related. That is, that's such a far, it's such a far out thing for a show. I know it's about people coming back, but it's a coincidence that I just have a hard time swallowing here. I really do. It it doesn't. I it just feels like we need we want to get these two characters to hook up, and we only have six episodes, so we're just gonna make sure that they do. 
I, I hate that. It just, it feels like it's a jump that I, I logically, I just don't feel like it would happen. And it's just hard to believe for me. Um, some other things that are, that I have here in terms of the coincidences, um, you have Alicia McKellar, who's the doctor, right? So she's the one that comes out with James, uh, when he needs backup and she's the one that helps him round everybody up and get them back to the facility. And it turns out, of course, that she's involved, right? There's this, um, this corporation, um, this phar- pharmaceutical company uh, called uh, No Regard, which I think is hilarious because no regard for humanity, no regard for uh, people's health, uh, anything, right? Like it just kind of nice little uh, poke there at pharmaceutical companies that, that don't really care about people and they just care about the, the bottom line. Uh, so I like, that's kind of funny and I like that, but she just happens to be working for this company, right? So she's involved somehow. So again, it's like, this just happens to, this character just happens to be connected to all this uh, and you don't know exactly how, right? Um, another thing is that James's wife, Kate, who's been dead for a couple of years, just happens to be one of the people that comes back. So six people come back in this cemetery, this giant cemetery. And of all the people that come back, his wife happens to be one of them. So again, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, this, this just happens to occur, right? This coincidence that his wife comes back, right? Oh, and by the way, he is now married to Kate's best friend. So of course there's going to be drama and it's six episodes this drama, it does, it's not even necessary, but as, as annoying as that is in a way, I didn't totally hate it. Right. Because there is like this, this struggle between these two friends, you know, she's been mourning Kate since she passed away from cancer. And of course, James has been mourning his wife and these two happen in their grief to come together. And there were feelings there and now she's pregnant. And, you know, so there's, it's kind of annoying in a way, but at the same time, I don't fully hate it, I guess. However, the thing that I really did dislike was Vic, who is James's uh, kind of friend. And initially, he seems like a really helpful guy, right? And he starts noticing things are going crazy, a little weird. Uh, James seems to be secretive. But he has this car accident and then when he kind of comes to and you don't know whether he died and then just came back instantly after that, but for whatever reason, his entire personality changes. I mean, he goes from a nice guy to essentially a psychopath, right? We're halfway through the, the first season. He comes back and he's like this crazy psychopath and he's kind of just knows what's going on and he wants to kill everybody that's, that's come back. I mean, it's, this weird personality change. And then at the end of the series, they have this conversation where it's like, Oh, well that wasn't really Vic. That was something or somebody else. It like what inside his body. It's like an entirely different person was, it's weird. It's like all these questions and you, you don't get answers. There's almost no answers at the end of six episodes. Right. So that's like, it's just, there's no resolution there. Um, 
it's just ah, uh, it <laughs> it bugged me. I got to the end of of the season, and it, it, the the screen went black, and I'm sitting here thinking, what what the hell is going on here? Where are what what happened? I I didn't even understand it. And generally, that's not something I have an issue with. I tend to get to the end of a show or end of an episode, and there aren't many things that tend to trip me up, right? I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm like the smartest guy in the world, but what I'm saying is I, I, some people might be confused by something. I tend to be able to sniff it out or I understand pretty quickly what's going on. But for this, it, there was a lot that just didn't make sense to me and a lot of jumps narratively uh, that I just didn't, I didn't understand what they were trying to do, or I didn't fully understand what they were trying to do, and that's annoying. But of all the gripes that I have with this show, the biggest one that I have is that it only six episodes. I said I was going to wheel back around to this, but at only six episodes, this show feels like a mid-season finale, kind of like The Walking Dead. Right where you get to the mid-season finale, it's this huge episode, and then you know the show doesn't come back for I don't know a few months. It picks back up again, and then we do the other six episodes or so. And it feels like that. It doesn't feel like the end of season one. It feels like we've hit the midway point, and that that makes me feel like they wrote ten or twelve episodes for this first season, and then found out they only had enough budget for six, for half. But yet they still tried to cram everything into to six episodes. I mean, this thing is very fast-paced, right? Six episodes is not a lot of time. This thing shoots along really quickly. But I think it goes too quickly. There's just, there's not enough time to tell everybody's story and to, to give enough uh, breathing room for the show, uh, for the characters and for the things they're going through. It's like, you, you know, this character goes through something and then it's like on to the next scene and on to the next scene and on to the next scene. And there's just no time, right? So, I mean, take Stranger Things, for instance. That's eight episodes. This is six episodes. And you're thinking, all right, well, look, only two episodes. It's not that big of a difference. But then again, you could say, well, gee, why don't you just go to four episodes, right? Or, you know, take it from eight episodes to 10 episodes. Two hours doesn't sound like a lot of time. But in an, in an instance like this, if they would have taken it up even to eight episodes, it would have done, I think, wonders for this show. But I think the barest amount of episodes they could have gotten away with for season one was 10. I think 10 episodes, considering everything that they have going on here, all the plot strands that they have, I feel like they needed 10 episodes and they didn't have it. They only had six I'm sorry. It just it feels it feels like there's too many questions, too little payoff, too quickly paced, uh, uh, not enough time uh, given to each character to really give their story any real weight. You know, you don't feel like you're fully engaged with these characters. You just feel like you're hopping from one to the next, and and it's hard to become emotionally involved when you have so little time with each character. It's like, okay, I had in this episode, I had one scene with, uh, James or something, or I had one scene with, with Kirsty. Um, so how am I supposed to care about what happens to her? You know, these are not bad actors. They're really good and they do what they can with as little screen time. I feel like is portion to each one of them, but, 
there's just there's a lot of a lot of narrative uh, leaps of logic and there's a lot of um just coincidences that I just hate to see in a show like this. So I've got to give it a B minus. And honestly, if you want a show that does this right, if you want a show that is about grief and loss and hope and impossible redemption, you want to go with the show that's done it best. And that is a French show called Les Revenants. Uh, it is, uh, it's called The Returned, essentially. Not to be confused with the American version called The Returned, the French version. And and if you can get through uh, subtitles, if subtitles aren't an issue, watch that show. It's not doesn't have the budget. It doesn't have the money that this show does or an American show does. But it's better. It's it's better. It's uh the the plots, um, the plot ends up working out a lot better in seasons one and two of that show. Uh, you feel like there has more to say, and you feel like there's room to breathe for the characters. The the acting on that show is excellent, fantastic. So uh, that show is great. This show is okay at best. Two episodes in, it's phenomenal, right? The other four episodes not so much so that's my grade it's a b minus uh all i can say is you know if you want to give it a shot go ahead watch it um there's some good things in there there's some good characters some good actors uh it ends up just falling flat after episode two it just goes downhill quicker and quicker and you start kind of rolling your eyes a little bit at some of the stuff that goes on just saying wow really that's what you came up with could have done better so uh, it's a b minus that's my review so i'll see you next time my next review should i think be on the crown that should be coming up next i'll get that out as soon as i can uh and i'll be seeing you shortly Silhouette on the horizon, a guiding light to show the way back home.